from San Diego, California. This is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Today is part three in our series, Marriage Through the Years, The Chore War. And as we jump into today's show, there's an anonymous quote that says, marrying is easy. It's housework that's hard. And after hearing from so many of you, I think there might be some truth to that. And we're going to be um, having some fun and really digging into this serious topic today on the show. But first, we start each show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage has had transformation and breakthrough. And this week's hug is sponsored by KiwiCo. And we're going to be telling you more about how this company is creating opportunities for couples and families to connect a little bit later in the show. And the hug comes from an email message that we received that starts with, I came across your podcast about three months ago, and I'm so happy. I'm learning so much about where I went wrong before and how to be a better person, wife, and lover. Mm. My hubby laughs and shakes his head now when I bring up odd questions randomly. I never want our marriage to be dull, boring, or filled with vacant space again. We both want a fulfilling relationship filled with love and laughter. We want experiences that we can look back on fondly. We completed the seven days of sex challenge last month after several attempts. We actually did seven out of nine days and are now living the intimacy lifestyle. Right on. I wish I'd known about all of this a long time ago. Thank you for being you. Thank you for openly discussing life and the challenges of marriage. I tell everyone I know about your podcast and how amazing it is. My husband and I listen to your podcast when we're doing things around the house at least once a week. I am the information gatherer and he is open to discussing things, but won't go out and do it himself. I look forward to your future shows and continuing to learn and for us to keep growing our marriage. Love it. Love it. Love it. And congratulations on completing your seven days of sex challenge and jumping into the intimacy lifestyle. That's awesome. And just as a side note, there was something that she said in there that I just think is important for couples to look at. She recognizes that she's the information gatherer and that he's open to hearing the information that she has gathered. He doesn't necessarily go and listen to the shows himself unless she initiates that or or discusses the information. For some of you, that may be the dynamic in your marriage. Totally cool. Embrace it, celebrate it, and continue to to bring that into the relationship. Now, as Tony said, today's show is on the chore war. And we've been, as we look at marriage through the years, it's not necessarily the number of years that you've been married, but rather those things that the two of you have to navigate while you're doing life together, mm-hmm. right? That's why we talk about marriage through the years. And, and you know, originally, so the first part, for those of you that haven't gone back and listened to them yet, or maybe you're like, okay, well, what was part one? Part one was newlywed. Mm-hmm. And that, again, is not about your age, mm-hmm. but when you're in that season in your life. And part two was the child-rearing years. Mm-hmm. All about kids, the dynamic of kids, kids through the years, because as they get older and you're getting older and all of that kind of good stuff. But as we as we started looking about some of these other aspects of what marriage to the years looks like, we were actually having a conversation. It was one of our summit partner calls mm-hmm. with the position of the month club group. And 
they started talking about chores with their kids, right? Like how do you, you know, it was summertime and how do you get your kids to do chores and what does that look like? And over, over a couple of Facebook threads, this evolved into, okay, so what does this look like between husband and wife? Mm-hmm. Who does what? How do you, de- how do you determine this? And, and it made us realize that Tony and I aren't the only ones who have had a chore war in our house. We aren't the only ones who have struggled mm-hmm. with, well, who's, who's responsible for that? And whose you know, job is that? And well, who's going to get that done? And when are you going to get done? And how are you going to get it done? And then as kids begin to get older, how do they begin to play that part mm-hmm. in chores around the household mm-hmm. from, you know, younger ages to, you know, teenage years is yeah, age, t- teenage years when they are more than capable mm-hmm. to do certain chores themselves and to help around the house. And according to the one family, about 60% of you said that household chores have or are currently causing conflict between the two of you. And I get it. I mean, we've, some of you that have been around for a while may have seen probably five or six years ago on our Instagram where I posted a picture. I'd walked into our kitchen at the time and there were all of these dishes, like things just couldn't make it into the sink or the dishwasher. And so I grabbed a piece of cardboard out of the recycling and said, if you've used it, ate on it, drank out of it, you know, whatever. Touched it. Touched it. You can actually put it in the dish. Like you are empowered. I was so angry because it felt like it was just a one-sided thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is it every time I walk into the kitchen? And we've had these struggles right now, even as we're recording the show, we've been at a conference as we're recording the show, I can, in my mind's eye, see our laundry room and it seriously looks like a clothing store has like exploded in our laundry room because we haven't been home. Clothes have been washed and just tossed on the, like stuff's got to get done. Mm -hmm. And, And it has been a struggle at different points in time, when the kids were younger, as the, like Tony said, as the kids, the teenagers have you know, moved into different seasons in their own lives. What does that look like? And it can feel, it can feel like a tug of war between a husband and wife. And, you know, it's this whole, you know, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago in uh, Marriage is a Team Sport, uh-huh. episode number 506, and we'll put the link to it. We've got to navigate this as a team. Because if we don't, then there are all these emotions that gets stirred up. And I mentioned a few of them. I mentioned anger on my part. I mentioned frustration. Yeah. I, I think on my part, frustration a lot of times, I think is more of mine of like, why can't this just get done? And, it, and especially when it's, Hey, if it's my sink, we have, we have dual sinks. And so, Hey, if it's my sink, I'll clean it. I'll take care of it. And yet, you know, I look over at Elisa's sink and it's a mess. There's hair all up in it. There's toothpaste on the bottom of it. I'm like, just clean that baby doll. Like that's your, that's your sink. It's good. And yet there are those areas throughout the house that are dual. We both use them, be it a shower, toilet, laundry room, kitchen. And those are the places though, where it does, there are still times of, of a struggle. Like who's doing this? Mm -hmm. When is it going to get done? Right. And, and, I would say to our detriment, and I, and I will raise my hand to this, is we don't say anything and we just expect our spouse. We expect one another to take care of it. We don't, we don't open our mouths. We, 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 it's, it's almost that ESP. Mm-hmm. Like my spouse knows that that's there, that they need, oh, to, they, yeah, they need, to, they need to take care of it. And I would say that would be to our detriment at times 
when um, we'll get more frustrated and irritated with one another. Well, and I don't even think it's just the ESP part. I think there's also that component. And I heard this from a lot of the comments of how do they not see that this needs to get done? Right. Why am I the only one? Case in point, we have a recycling bin in our pantry. And I don't know for the life of me why not a single person that lives in our house that is capable of walking out to the recycling bin can't take it when it starts to get full out to the recycling bin. Because it's small. It's a small bin. And so we just keep shoving more and more in it because then we got to walk out to the garbage. So we're just, we're all just waiting until it's like trash day or the day before, and then we can take everything out. But because it's a small bin, it fills up. It, Very like, it has to be dumped more than just once a week. You yeah. know, so this is one of those things. Like I'm like, why doesn't anybody see this? How do I walk in and it's overflowing? Maybe the opportunity there is let's get a larger recycling bin. Our pantry can only hold so much space. Okay. I just gave an opportunity. I'm just yeah. giving a solution. You just shot it down. Sounds good. Thank you. And this is the reality of not only the chore war, but also what happens behind the scenes at One Extraordinary Marriage. But one of the other things I want to bring up too, as far as the emotions that get stirred, is the sense of scorekeeping. Mm-hmm. Well, I've done this, and so you should do this, or you owe me to do this, or you know, it's like taking out the trash. I mean, I remember all those years ago, actually, when we did the sixty days of sex challenge, and it's literally just popped into my head that I always expected you to take the trash out. Prior, like prior to, to the 60 days. Yeah. And then when we were in the 60 days, I'm like, you know what? This will just like save five minutes if I just take the trash cans out. Like how hard is that? Right. And so instead of being like, well, this is Tony's job or this is, you know, my job or whatever, you know, you get into this, like this mental scorebook or you start pouting when somebody asks you to do something in the house. And the truth of the matter is, is that we're, we're living in the same house together. We're eating off of dishes. We're making dirty laundry. We're dirtying up the bathrooms. Obviously my sink is dirtier. Like I would have fully disclosed that to all of you, but we're, we're sharing the space. We're sharing this life. Yeah. And over the years, the tension has, I will say this though, over the years, the tension has decreased a ton because even prior to, to recording this episode, and Elisa said, we came back from the conference. There, There's dishes, you know, up on the sink and on the counter. It, the, the dishwasher hadn't been emptied. Hey, I, I saw that and just knew it needed to get done. Mm-hmm. So I think over the year, the tension has decreased. Th- there are still times when there is tension. And yet I think over, over time, Elisa and I have been able to ebb and flow much, much easier than when we were newlyweds. Absolutely. And, and part of that is just developing emotional intimacy over the life of your marriage. Part of it is looking at the fact that there, there may be these expectations that you came into marriage with, right? Like kind of that whole mm-hmm. 1950s, you know, husband's going to go off to work and he's just going to go and, and whatever he does during the day at, at the office or, or out there in the workplace, that's his job. And, and the wife is responsible for home and hearth. And yet there are so many dual income families, dual working families where everybody's leaving the house in the morning mm-hmm. and everybody's coming home at night and there's still so much stuff that has to get done. And there was a 2000, the most recent report I could find was 2015 from the Bureau of Labor Statistics that talked about the fact that on an average day, women spend more than twice as much time preparing food and drink and doing interior cleaning and often three times as much time doing laundry as men. So just think about that for a second. 
two times as much with food and cleaning, three times as much with laundry. Men spend more than twice as much time doing activities related to lawn, garden, you know, so all the exterior yard work and uh, exterior maintenance repairs than women. But as Tony and I were even talking about the show, he's like, but so interesting because as we've got this shift into more urban environments or, you know, homes with smaller yards and things like that, there's actually less to do in that world, right? Like all the exterior maintenance and yard work and stuff, but all of the interior stuff, the laundry, the cleaning, the food still has to get done. And I find that, I think there's been a shift in our generation personally from even doing outdoor work. People have landscapers, gardeners, um, all of that is outsourced to some extent, at least within our circles and where we are here in Southern California. And I know other friends of mine across the country who do this as well, where my dad, every Saturday and Sunday, I remember growing up every Saturday and Sunday, my dad was outside doing weeding the grass, trimming the trees, putting new irrigation in. I mean, that's what he did. I can't, we don't, we don't even own a lawnmower. I don't even know the last time we owned, do we ever, have we ever owned a lawnmower? No, we did. Oh, we had we had a, a small push one because we had the small yard back in the day. Oh, back back, back in, in the, the day, day in Garden Road. That was like sixteen years ago. Yeah. So, Oof. like, we, I've never owned a lawnmower, I, nor would I ever do my lawn. I we hire people to do that and take care of that. So, well, and I'm thinking about like like auto maintenance. I remember as a child growing up, like my dad would my dad would change the oil in the car. Like I remember sitting in the car with him, and he'd be you know pulling the, putting the pan under and doing like I have no idea even what that is. Now I just like you know roll into one of the oil change places. I get my oil changed, and then 15 minutes later, I'm like rolling out. Here's my you know card, pay for it, and, and done. And and so so there are some of these things that we used to do that aren't being done, but there's still stuff that has to get done. Right. And one of the other statistics was that women spend almost an hour more doing household activities than men do. And so we start looking at this and statistically speaking, there is a difference between what women are doing and men are doing. So there's a natural tension Mm -hmm. between that. And that tension that exists is actually creating statements like, you know, my spouse doesn't see what needs to be done. This feels very one sided. There are different thoughts in our household on what's clean. <laughs> yeah. That exists in our household. Well, we just, we just mentioned that. Yeah. Yep. Kids make it a mess right after I've cleaned up. By the way, if you have little kids, that's just the season of life that you're in right now. Like do your best, but that's the season of life. We have that even to this day. Like we actually have a house cleaner and I, I swear the day that he comes in is the day that like somebody will walk in and they'll walk footprints all across the floor that just got mopped and cleaned. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Or there'll be crumbs all over the counter. I'm like, I just got this done. doesn't matter whether you're doing it or you know somebody else is doing it. But th- this idea of these household chores, there are enough battles that we're facing in the world. There are enough attacks on our marriage that we really need to consider what is it costing us to fight around this area? What is it costing us to have this this literal tug of war? Husband needs to do this. Wife needs to do this. And, and you're just, just imagine it. Like, you know, the dishes are there in the middle of the two of you. And she's pulling on one side saying, well, you should be doing this. And he's pulling on the other side. Well, like you should be doing this. And you're just going back and forth. Dishes aren't getting done. And in the amount of time that the two of you have, have not had a plan around this, and so it's been the struggle, like you could have been making out 
or having sex or just sitting down on the couch relaxing. And can we can we also say that many of us, you know, come the end of the day, we are tired. You know, we've put in a full day's work. We are. We're 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 tired. Um, there's been a a, a lot on our shoulders. There's hey, th- there's just you're taxed from what's happened in your day, and yet you've chosen to say I do to your spouse, and within that. We, we, we're saying, I do come beside you to work through these areas together. And I'm not saying it's all easy and I'm not saying it's going to be just hunky dory and, and we're holding hands and we're skipping as we do laundry. I, I mean, and laundry does come up because our laundry room can get like super stacked. And I can remember just even a few weeks ago, I, I, I just pull it all out of the laundry room because I feel like it just gets stuck in this hole. And no kidding, it, it took up, I would say, almost half of our couch, if not a little bit more. Just the amount, and I, I don't understand it. Honestly, I don't understand how we have that much laundry between four people who live in this household. And yet, we do. So, you know, instead of scorekeeping, yeah. I mean, let's remember what we said when we said our I do's to have and to hold, you know goes all the way back to the marriage vow series. It does go the very back. first show in the marriage vow series was about the I do and the significance of what that means when you make that declaration to your spouse. And, and we need to talk about strategies for this not to be a tug of war between the two of you, for the two of you to actually be able to get on the same page, on the same team. Before we do that, we want to thank this week's sponsor, and that's KiwiCo. Because you know, the truth of the matter is, is that we all do love a good subscription box, you know, whether it's the food boxes or the wellness boxes, they're, they're a lot of fun. They're all the rage they're, they're You can find them anywhere, but we also know that it can be, it can be difficult as adults, as we get busy to come up with creative things to do as a couple. And, and that time together can fall by the wayside. KiwiCo gives you new opportunities to connect as a couple or even with your kids. KiwiCo boxes come with all the supplies that you need to tackle a STEAM project together, and that's science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. It's an opportunity for you to work together either as a couple or to get the kids involved and do it as a family, right? It's that time spent together without the phones, without the distractions. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that you start working on your problem-solving skills and your communication and you have fun all wrapped up in an awesome box that gets delivered to your door. Love it. KiwiCo is a convenient, affordable way to spend quality time with your spouse or kids while doing creative projects. There's no commitment and you can cancel at any time. They have monthly options starting at $19.95 a month, including shipping. And for our listeners, go to KiwiCo.com slash one to get your first month free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference. So don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, go to KiwiCo.com slash one and get your first month free. That's kiwico.com slash one. I love that because you know what? It's really an amazing date night idea for one. And two, I really love the problem solving. Mm -hmm. And you know what? When you're working on something like that together and we're talking about these chore wars, you, you learn about each other in a different environment. And how are you guys problem solving say something like this from KiwiCo, and then how are you problem solving? Because you're going to take those same skills Mm -hmm. that you're learning in a different way, and you can take those into your marriage and solving the problems when it comes to your chores. That's so true. Because like so many of us have either heard or said or thought in our head, this house isn't going to take care of itself. So true. 
it's true. The house, I mean, like we all live in homes. doesn't matter how big or how small. It doesn't take care of itself. It, keeping up with all of the household tasks, keeping up with all the chores, that takes people. People. Specifically the one that you're married to right? And so it's time to have some conversation around this. It's time to find out what do you like to do most? Well, I want to say there's two options really. Let, let's, let's get there first. Yeah. The, the first option is a, you're doing this all by your, yourselves. You got, and I want to say all by yourselves, but together you're coming up with a plan to take care of your chores. Mm-hmm. B is you outsource it. Well, and that's where, you, but you start with the conversation of what does it look like for us? Correct. Or three, there's a hybrid, mm-hmm. right? There's stuff we're going to do. There's stuff that we're, uh, we're outsourcing and that's your hybrid. And, but you're going to discuss what is it we're doing? What are we outsourcing? And then sticking to what we're going to do. Because, you know, as you start to get into this conversation, it was interesting because we asked y'all, what do you like to do most? And what do you like to do least? And so in the responses, what do you like to do most? The the top three were laundry, vacuuming, and dishes. So th- those were the three things that folks like to do most. Correct. And then I also asked, what do you like to do least? And when those responses were tallied, the things that people like to do least are laundry and dishes. Those were tied. Now keep in mind that there are some of you that like to do that the most and others that that's on your least category. And then bathrooms. And I totally get the bathrooms thing. Right. But, but if well, you we don't. We did a whole episode on bathrooms. Exactly. But if you don't have the conversation with your spouse on what do they like to do and you're like, well, you're just going to do this or this has to get done and that's not even that's not even something that ranks for them, then that may be something you need to outsource or you need, may need to figure out how does this work within our marriage. Y'all to need to discuss what are the expectations around housework, both inside and outside, right? You all came into your marriage having watched your parents do household chores, mm-hmm. right? I married a man whose mom every Saturday morning cleaned the house and every Sunday made pasta with sauce for lunch every Saturday, every Sunday. I do not clean on Saturday mornings and I do not make pasta with sauce on Sunday afternoons. I tried. I honestly tried early on in our marriage. There were some expectations we had Mm -hmm. to adjust, right? Tony married a gal whose mom was really good at straightening. And I felt like my mom was always cleaning, but my mom really did not enjoy being in the kitchen. Some of that has played out Mm -hmm. for sure. But until we started really navigating this and saying, okay, what did, what did we expect? Like, what are these things that we're, that we're fighting against? And why aren't you doing this? Some of it may be the reason your spouse isn't doing this is because they never saw their parents do it. It doesn't even register. They don't see it because they never saw it right? Dad never cleaned up. Why would I clean up? Well, because we have a different marriage now. Mm-hmm. You're not married to your spouse. Like Tony said, you're you, not married to your spouse. You're not you're married, married to, to your parents. Correct. That's what I meant to say. You are married. Let me reaffirm that. You are married to your spouse. That's why we're having these conversations. As Tony said a few minutes ago, you need to consider what can or do you want to outsource, right? What are those things? Like, I do not like cleaning my house. I've said it on the show. This is no surprise. Once a month, I get my house cleaned. Why? Because it just makes everybody happier. And I'm not doing it on Saturday mornings. It's just not something that I even, like, I don't want to. But let me tell you something. In the years when we couldn't afford a housekeeper, 
I would grin and bear it because it had to get, it's, my house still had to get clean. It wasn't like we went, you know, 10, 15 years without ever cleaning the house. It just wasn't a joy. And I wasn't exactly a joy to be around when I was cleaning. But we had to navigate that. And we had to navigate what is the, what is the cost of this battle to our marriage, to our happiness? Because you think this is just like, oh, stop nagging me about the dishes or stop nagging me about the laundry or taking out the trash. There's a cost. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the first place to start is expectations. Like start, start there. What, what, what did you see? Like share with, your, share with your spouse, what did you see growing up? Because I think that really, really will help the two of you to get over the chore wars mm-hmm. and to understand at least a better, and you may already know, and yet it's easy, it's easy to go, oh, well, I, I know because I see how your mom and your dad work together. Well, okay, di- but do you really know? Mm-hmm. Because I saw that, what Elisa explained about my mom, I saw that from a young kid, like until I left the house. That was what my mom did. She She still still does. You know, even after my dad has passed away. So make sure you're asking that question first and foremost. When it comes to the ebb and flow, though, you're going to have to figure it out. Like, if you do, if you're the one who does enjoy dishes, then let your spouse know that as well. I think sometimes it's something that we just, we'll do it. It's cool. And yet we don't want to tell our spouse that because then we feel like we're laden with that for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that's something that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life, but it's, you're going to do it the majority of time and it helps the flow. I, I mean, believe me, I have just gone to a point where I look at these things and as, as Elisa said, I think a lot of it transpired for me when we did the 60 days of sex challenge, because I learned at that point in time, like, these little things just help Elisa to just get in the moment, to to take it off of her her chest, off of her shoulders, off of her mind. And it didn't really take me much more time. Mm-hmm. Like I was in the kitchen anyway. So let's just get it done and move on. I'm not saying we're perfect. If you were to walk into our house right now, there are piles and there's things here and there. And yet we've gone, we've come to a place where it's sort of like, okay, we're gonna take a day. And we're going to just together as a family, even we're going to just work through this house over the next hour or two. And let's, let's get the thing done and move on. And I want to share, I had a coaching couple of years ago, uh, actually come up with this amazing strategy. They sat down and the one that had the greater vision for all the things that need to be done actually created a, a spreadsheet of every single chore mm. that needed to be done. Anything from like cleaning the dog's teeth to their, their East Coasters, so changing the storm windows and, and winterizing, like everything that they could think of went on this spreadsheet. And so that was going down. And then across it said daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, semi-annually, yearly. Okay. And so then they went down and, and this was not an easy process or it wasn't a quick, I shouldn't say it wasn't easy. It wasn't a quick process because you got to look at all those things. They went and said, okay, well, how frequently do these things need to get done? And then the conversation was, how do we each take responsibility for these things, right? What does that look like? Who, who's going to do the dry cleaning? Who's going to do the changing the windows? Who's going to mow the lawn? Who's going to take the trash? And while it's not set in stone, they now have a plan mm-hmm. that they've been executing, which allows them to go, okay, what does this look like for us? If you're a woman and you love mowing the lawn, then go mow the lawn. 
this isn't a gender thing. This is a teamwork thing. You play to your strengths and you do what's got to get done. And I do want to say, I do want to say one thing to all the perfectionists out there. Cause I know you're listening. Cause this is called chores and you're like, yeah, let's like tell my, tell my spouse they have to do the chores. If you're a perfectionist, you have two choices, right? You can hold on to your perfectionism and make sure that everybody in your house does it the way that you want it done. But your spouse, and if you have children, they will not want to participate with you because it's too hard to live up to your expectations. Or you can understand that your spouse was created with different skills and perspectives and their ability to come alongside of you and and take some of these things and, and give you the opportunity to not always be cleaning will actually create a deeper connection between the two of you. It's totally your choice. But if you are a perfectionist, you just gotta, you gotta have that in your head. Yeah. And I would say if, if you struggle with creating a plan and that's something you want to do, check out coaching with Elisa. She's helped numerous couples walk down that path. So that way it's one less thing on your plate. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching to learn more about that. It's a struggle probably as old as time, right? I feel like I'm about to break into like a Disney song here. Um, we have to deal with this, but it doesn't have to be a struggle in your marriage. You don't have to be dealing with the fact that every week you wake up or every day you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, the dishes, the laundry, like take action. Don't, the whole idea of working through this series, Marriage Through the Years, is because we want you to, to not have the same challenges that all the other couples out there face. We want you to have an extraordinary marriage that looks different so that people come to you and say, what are you doing differently? And that's where you take this knowledge, you make it your own, and you work towards creating your own extraordinary marriage. Yeah. So chores are going to be something that we all will be dealing with for many years in our marriage. If you're married, you're dealing with chores. So let's figure it out. You guys need to figure out what works best for you, set it up and move on. It really, that's part of it is sometimes you got to set these things up and just move on and let's just get it taken care of. So hopefully you enjoyed this part in our marriage through the year series Next week is part four in our Marriage Through the Year series where we talk about work-life balance. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.